previously on X-Men. Logan. Wake up, Logan. 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 What? What are you bothering me for? We're almost done decorating for the Beast's birthday party. Yeah, so what about it? Well, did you remember to go and get the cake? Get the cake? I thought I was in charge of cutting the cake. Oh, Wolverine, what are we ever going to do with you? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Superhouse Podcast. This is episode 89. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle, a little bit of a review as per Superhouse Podcast format, review format, I mean. Um, and we're also going to be talking about news and current events in the world of entertainment media and comic book geekery. And I'm joined by my cohort, Andrew, uh, the only other Superhouse member currently, uh, on this episode, we're waiting on Joey will be joining us later, and Maddie's got other plans, so he probably won't be making this episode. Um, how you doing, Andrew? Great. I love cohorting. Thanks for <laughs> having me. Cohort? Yeah. It's, it's another duet, man. Yep, yep. I'm cheating on uh, Maddie with you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who, who uh, comes out with the better uh, experience. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you who was better. I'll be honest. Yeah, we want all the dirt. Give me all the juicy tidbits. <laughs> all right, so you want to get started with this uh, review here? Yeah, it sounds good to me. All right, so let's get started. We have um, 10 points, 10, 10 questions we're going to ask each other. And uh, Stefan, um, well, actually, if I ask, that means you go first. So let me ask. All righty. All right, so here we go. Um as per the uh, Maddie format, what were your general thoughts in one or two sentences of Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle, by the way? That's what we're reviewing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. I'm a fan of Matthew Vaughn's work as a director. Um, I think it's a lot of fun, and it's certainly better than it's been a better experience than those recent Bond movies in terms of spy shit. I agree. So let me see if I can do this in two sentences. Um, better than no, no, no. Worse than the first one, but still really awesome. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, that's okay. So there's the one sentence thoughts, and then we got. Um, we're gonna go right into our favorite scenes. So uh, what what was your favorite scene, Stefan? Um, my favorite moment probably of the entire movie was the Elton John jump kick to the dude's <laughs> face. That shit was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think yeah. Matthew Vaughn is just a really clever guy, uh, the way he puts his thing. Because it's very, it's not like an astounding kind of like story or anything or like groundbreaking or anything. They're just kind of having some fun with some wacky ideas. Yeah. Matthew Vaughn's visual style and his directing style just really make it like a treat to like sit and sit through, you know, and it's not without it's like poking fun of it at itself. And that Elton John moment is just so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, between this and Dunkirk, it's like, we got these really like strong British films right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my favorite scene. That's a good question. Um, man, I don't even know. You know what? Yeah, I think it's it, hard it, to pin it, it down. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's kind of a toss up between that last scene where the uh, the last battle where where the the donut yeah. falls down and they're shooting through the hole in the donut. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> but also that scene where they're kind of calling back to the first one, where it's the manners maketh man. Yeah, scene. That was cool. Uh, and you get to see whiskey do all that shit. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it's probably one of those two scenes. I can't. I ha- actually have a hard time saying which one's my favorite of those yeah. two. I really liked the um, the car fight scene. Um, oh, in the just beginning, the, just yeah, just the way that the camera movement is planned out or whatever. You know, they, yeah, they, man, they make they make that car seem like such a big space for like you know like right. what we're used to seeing in camera movement. Yeah, and so you know they had these really like. You know, Matthew Vaughn's one of those people that really gets that, you know, comic book bold frame, kind of like bold composition kind of frame framing, you know, and is able to emulate it in his movies. Right. Um, so I really like that because it makes you you're jumping around the car with them. You know what I mean? And it's like they got a lot of out of it, I think. I I want to say this for later, but like one of the main things, that, like speaking of action in general. Yeah. We're going off the t- off the um, rails here for a second but <laughs> already. Already, no time at all. <laughs> but I think Matthew Vaughn's action directing is so good; it's so easily mm-hmm. understood. I know yeah. where every punch lands, every lasso whip. I know exactly what's happening. I feel mm-hmm. like in a, well, not a lot, but there's definitely some movies where you where it's like they didn't plan out this action, bro. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like <laughs> yeah, it, it exactly. seems like the editor has to edit around. The maybe the lack of planning in the fight scene, or I don't know what it is. It may be different for every movie that I see, but uh, man, at Matthew Vaughn, it's like it's. I, I get the feeling that he he's almost like a kung fu director or something in the sense that his his sense of movement is yeah. so good. It's like he's he might as well be Asian. Like everything is fluid. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's so fluid, and I don't know. It's just. I think I love his action, his action directing style. I mean, like we're gonna get with this later, but the the story this time was it was okay, it was fine, but uh, it was uh, really where he shines in these movies are just his insane action scenes. Yeah, um, totally. And he's creative with it. Like, it's he's really so in- creative, dude. I mean, I love them using a baseball bat bomb. Yeah, that was blowing funny. up a fucking big ass donut. It falling down, killing some dudes, but it keeps <laughs> rolling, and they use it as a shield, but also shoot through the center as they're walking through. How fun is that? That's some fucking awesome shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was really ah. a blast. I had a blast while I was watching it. I gush about that shit, man. Yeah, totally. Especially when it's done well and yeah. and and done with style. Like his style is so well-rounded. You know, he's got a he's yeah. got a he's got tricks in in his bag for every little circumstance you'd run across the whole time i was thinking like what like what big comic property does this can this guy get on right away you know like oh dude i actually okay hold on a second (laughs) i'm gonna make this our last point here yeah oh yeah for sure hold on i'm writing it down sorry audience ding 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 ding. all right so um where were we on point number two okay so we discussed favorite scenes and uh what was your favorite fight scene in particular Stefan? Uh, in particular it's I'm, i i want to i want to say that there was a couple between the very first scene and the very last scene um, uh-huh. i'm trying to i'm trying to piece together there was one i remember um 
or damn i'm trying to think of all the different fights that happened in the movie but i just there remember the, a lot the choreography and like aaron uh taron egerton the the main guy he was like really good in that last fight scene okay well i'll just say the the last fight scene because they were doing like that really cool tumble stuff and they were like he would wrap his legs around that that one guy's head while he's shooting the other guy and then he flips that guy around and then like and then he kills some other guy right right right, right 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 so it was like almost like a choreographed dance the whole thing so i i guess my favorite would probably be that last um battle uh with the dogs too i really liked the robot dogs um, oh yeah they were cool when those came out it was like oh yeah this is a comic book movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i forgot crazy. <laughs> uh my favorite fight scene um i guess it, like i said before it would have to be either that last one or the the first whiskey fight but I guess just for the purposes of this question, this conversation now, I'm going to go with the first whiskey fight because I like the callback. Yeah. And uh, I like um, uh, Galahad Sr. seeing uh, butterflies and shit. Yeah, that was cool. I like how they played up some of that augmented reality stuff and how it fits into their their techniques. Yeah, and it's that- like you, you get the same present but in a different way you know what yeah. i mean it's the same it's 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 fan service but done well you know like they didn't do the exact same thing yeah yeah and that was go ahead sorry oh no that was something that i found was like stylistically was like really enjoyable when there's like violent shit happening and there's like butterflies yeah <laughs> yeah i was like i was like what is this movie like what am i watching right now it's so good so the next point we have here is uh what uh what were your favorite characters? Um, I you have really, a single one or no? Um, I'd say singularly, my favorite character is probably going to be Merlin. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's he's the best. I like how because Mark Strong's known for playing like really villainous roles and stuff like that. And a part of me like is like this guy's going to turn on him, and that's going to be the point of this one, or something like. Um, you know, he's he's gonna be the main villain or something like that i thought there was going to be some kind of twist like that but he's just like he's steadfast and held true and he's a buddy till the end and he's like that part when they're standing in the rain and he's just like well you know it's like we could sit here and sulk and mourn or we can go finish these and just save us the time to mourn afterward you know (laughs) or stuff like that so his like pep talks he's really like big good big brother type of character i liked him a lot yeah. Um, uh, oh, were you sorry about that? I was just gonna say cool? slash. I also really liked the ex recruit villain guy who had the robot arm. Oh um, yeah. You know he didn't say a whole lot, but I just like in front for a comic book movie. You know that like really hit the mark for me. That guy. Anyway. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I gotta agree with you. I think every time uh Merlin's on screen, he, man, it's just something about. It just like his face seems so genuine or something. I don't know what it is. Like every uh, like he could say anything and you would just believe it. Like I, I'm not I'm not even I don't even know what it is. It's it's funny too because he's not really one of the fighters, but he's the yeah he's like the guy in the van like <laughs> hacking the mainframe while the spies are. You know what I mean? I mean he's literally that guy. Not the van, <laughs> not in the van though, but he's that. He's, you know it's like that thing. It's like guy in a chair from Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. Um. But yeah, it's kind of weird too. I almost feel weird saying that because he's he's not really the fighter. Um, I yeah. generally like the fighter characters more. But uh, yeah, it's just, his performance is amazing. And not to take away from Taron Edgerton or anybody else, but I mean they were all great. They were all amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. 
th- I mean, yeah, all the acting was really superb in this. I was kind of surprised how good Taron Edgerton was the first time I saw him in the first Kings Kingsman movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. He did get a little better. Uh, I like he was he was really he was took the he kind of took the reins of this one for sure. Well, he had less like he you know, he was more mature. He's kind of like getting yeah. more like uh Luke with the black suit on and Return of the Jedi, you know. He he's yeah. he's kind of leveling up as we go along, which is kind of which is always I think pretty awesome to see. Yeah. All right, time to be negative, <laughs> which we're good at. Yeah. Least favorite scene or just general part of the movie? Yeah, I think, you know, there were a couple of times I was kind of bored-ish. Like, um, it was like the, there was a couple of times where it kind of slowed down a little bit. And it was mostly just like talking scenes or like stuff between him and his girlfriend and stuff like that. It was still kind of compelling. Like when she gives him the new dog and stuff like that, like it's still like, it's fine. It's getting a, a certain, it's getting certain ideas across, but I was just kind of like, all right, let's move on to more spy shit, I guess. <laughs> Not right. usually like that, but those scenes were just kind of like, I felt like I knew the place for them and I knew um, how they, why they made the movie function otherwise, but I would have cut them down somehow or maybe not, but they were just probably my least favorite scenes out of the movie. And actually not that it was a bad scene, but my probably most least enjoyable moment of the film to watch was... Um, when uh, Julianne Moore's villain character uh, ground up the first guy into into meat, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and then made the and then had the the Latino henchman guy go get his golden circle. Actually, that was probably one of my least favorite parts too. Is like the whole golden circle process. Yeah, um, I forget why I didn't really like it so much, but I was like, eh, that could have been a little better. But who cares? It was. I mean, it was kind of cool. It was cool seeing that gold like attach itself to the to this guy's skin and whatever. That um, robot but, was amazing too. Keep yeah, the robot. The robot was really cool. Um, but but the reason why it's just like when he fi- when he goes back and she makes him eat like the cooked burger of the other guy, like that just like I don't get grossed out that easily. I don't think, but that like really grossed me out watching him eat it and stuff. But it was like. It was uncomfortable to watch, but it was really good scene because you're just like, damn, he has to prove his loyalties right now. And I was just like, oh, that's like for me, that was almost too much. It was nasty. My least favorite part um, for me, I felt like uh, what's his name? Um, Channing Tatum was a bit underused. Uh, I mean, he's literally just sequel set up the whole movie. It kind of felt like. Yeah uh that 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 i think was a little bit weak i and you know julianne moore she did a great job for what she was doing but it's still like she didn't quite have the presence that samuel l jackson had in the first one this is one of the major things that makes uh the second one not as good and i'm not saying this is a bad movie i actually really really enjoy this movie but it it, it's it's a bit weaker in my opinion than the first one Mm -hmm. uh and that's really a testament to just how good the first one is. But uh, other than that, um, I mean, yeah, there's like like other other things like Whiskey's turn at the end. It's kind of like out of nowhere. It kind of felt yeah. like that plot point should have been kind of set up from the beginning. Yeah, that seemed kind of out of nowhere. Which they probably could have done. I mean, it would have made, made him less likable, but like make, maybe make Merlin do that, but then maybe see why he did that in the third one, you know? Yeah. That would yeah, have been kind of cool. cool. Like Merlin's seemingly a double agent, but he's actually a triple agent or, or some shit like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that would be cool. Uh, so I think they yeah. kind of missed the boat on that one. 
like the Merlin death scene also is, I don't know, man, it's not great. It's like, it's like, Oh, we just wanted to get you gone. Now we wanted a scene. We needed a scene now. Yeah. I like that. At least they, at least the cherry on top was the whole Bob Denver thing or John Denver thing, which it's, it's fine, but it just felt kind of forced. Yeah. It felt a bit forced. And you're like, Oh wait, yo, he's got to die now. You're like, damn it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. She did say what, like, activate the minds or some shit right before that. I know, but but it's just like the whole thing. It just, maybe it's just because I like Merlin. I don't know what it is, but it's, it just kind of felt like a, it's kind of another missed opportunity. And, uh, man, what else? I guess that, that might be it for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's go to the next one. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're moving right along in this shit, I guess, because it's just two of us. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, How does this one compare? Well, I've, I've already been commenting on this. Sorry, I went. Oh no, ahead. we were gonna do um, least favorite character. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, I'm I'm looking at the old list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, your least favorite character. Wait, yeah, least favorite character. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, least I would say character in this. I would say it's a toss up between Julianne Moore's villain, who she was fine. She worked. You know, it was kind of funny seeing this like 1950s like housewife style personality trying to. Yeah you know, take over the world or whatever. Her plot was kind of fun. But again, like you're saying, like the presence really, it, it could have been even quirkier, maybe her character or something like could have yeah. stood out a little bit more. But also my, the toss up is uh, Tequila, um, Channing Tatum's character. Um, I'm just not a big fan of Channing Tatum. I think I've mentioned that a few times on the show. I'm not a huge fan of him either. Yeah. And it's not that he's like, he's okay. Like I liked 21 Jump Street. He was funny in that and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I've, only, yeah. I've only really seen him in so many movies because he just is not really usually in the type of movies that I tend to watch. Um, but also, yeah, he was kind of underused. And just the first time you meet him, I'm just like, ah, somebody kill him. I don't want to. And this guy, like, I don't know. He just. I felt like he was um, leaning on this, his southern thing a little too hard, like he could have found some happy medium where it wasn't so over the top, but. I'm not sure. It, exactly it, it's where he's weird, from. right? Like being from the South myself. That, yeah, it's 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 definitely like a stereotype. But at the same time, you're kind of watching a, it's a comic book movie. So you, I don't yeah. know. They're kind of playing with stereotypes in a way, which yeah. is like all right, whatever. Yeah, he just kind of bugs me whenever he comes on the screen. Maybe that's just a personal, <laughs> personal thing. But yeah, uh, and also like yeah. the character. Like I did, I did. I guess from the trailers expect him to have like a heavier role in it. Yeah. 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 Um, but he got knocked out pretty quick. Um, yeah, no, man, he's gone. There's if anything, like one thing this movie kind of suffers from is there might be too many characters. I was really bummed when the, when the girl agent, the small girl agent just got blown up, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Um, I forget. She was in the first one, right? Like that's who they're saving. Oh yeah, she's a huge yeah. character in that one. Yeah, and and I was just like, you know, it would have been nice to maybe smooth that over a little bit, and because they could have, it was cool seeing like Harry be come back and um, you know, have that amnesia and everything like that. But it could have just as well. He could have just stayed dead, you know, and you could have <laughs> crafted the story. But maybe that's a part of the comic that you know he comes back or something. Um, but it was it was. Uh, this the movie suffers from from a lot of an excess of characters i think yeah i that's i mean halle berry also had not much yeah. to do but it's like also she is kind of the seems like she's going to be a bigger character in the in the third one 
which is fine, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't really know what to do with her in this one that much. Um, but yeah, my answer is kind of the same. I, I don't know. Yeah, basically everybody's pretty much likable, but uh, it's just, yeah. it's either, it's it's like how Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum kind of like, sometimes his delivery just seems off or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that, that kind of where it is for me too. Like his delivery on things, I'm like, eh, you know, it's like never quite, spot on it's like you're 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 a smooth dude i get it yeah yeah you talk super smooth but i don't know man um i think he might be one of those actors that just isn't capable of like a whole lot of range like he's always going to play channing tatum characters you know and yeah how what he's going (laughs) to cast as and and i think it's just kind of like a slightly exaggerated version of who he actually is in real life so you know like thinking of him playing gambit or even playing this character tequila it's like that character tequila could have been like even much more of an eccentric and maybe I don't know. Like, yeah, his delivery seems like at times it seems stilted and then other times it seems like really a little too much, but it's also, it feels like there are dudes that really talk like that in real life. So it, I just, yeah. I have mixed emotions about, about this guy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But for sake of the, the list, yeah, that'll be the one, that'll be the one I stamp least favorite. Yeah, I chunk. Also, I kind of feel like um, the Latino guy. Uh, they had kind of a big buildup with him, and it just feels like he didn't do. Oh, the henchman lot. guy. Yeah, I kind of felt like maybe. Did, yeah. did he have much to do in the final fight scene? I can't remember. No, uh, I don't think so because they got. They got him for partying with Elton John, remember, and he got that disease. Yeah, which seems like he should have been maybe the uh, the second to final boss or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, or something. But I, re- but I really like that. Yeah, he was like, I, he was just trying. To, he was just there to make a point, I guess, because a lot of the other henchmen too, the guys that were at the gate and stuff like that, like they were really like um, not very memorable as a group yeah. of henchmen you know they just had those red jackets and stuff which i get they're wearing like the um the restaurant and the movie kind of uniforms that they're those weird uh all that 1950s americana she built into those ruins on the right. island she was on yeah. the which you is know, it's like that ass shit right there man yeah it was pretty wacky that was that was kind of cool yeah but um but yeah the henchmen really like i only remember really like a handful of them and and during like the big fight scenes when they're getting killed it may as well have just been like two guys who keep re-entering from off screen with black masks you know it was like yeah 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 they didn't really stand out so much as being like threatening they just kind of seemed like fodder um harry and and um uh, Taron Egerton, what's his? Uh, is it Eggy or something? Eggy, yeah, Eggsy, Eggsy, yeah. Eggsy, Harry and Eggsy, Eggsy just like kind of, they just work their way through him like so with ease, you know. So, right. Um, but yeah, I don't remember that Latino guy being a huge part of anything. At the end, I think I think we skipped over favorite weapon. Oh, we may have. Yeah, definitely. What was your favorite weapon? Um, the extending the dude's arm, the robot arm. Oh really? I love I loved everything about that. That was like equal like video game fantasies, bionic commando. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Awesome. You know, it was like I've never I, I I can't recall seeing something like that on the big screen. I really enjoyed when they were fighting. That shit was awesome and seeing all the crazy things he could do with it. Um I love that. 
get uh, that gig. That's another testament to Matthew Vaughn's action directing because I feel like a lot of directors they would sh- they would have that in the movie and then not really use it well or not use it enough or you know you you'd leave the movie thinking hey I should have done this you should have done that but yeah. this movie you got Matthew Vaughn directing and everything that the guy does in those scenes is just awesome yeah although yeah, that's totally. not my favorite weapon mine would be electric lasso hands yeah. down dude <laughs> yeah that was I cool. love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. I think it's awesome. And like, I don't know, man. I the whole thing about like the I I actually did not watch the trailers for this movie, dude. Uh-huh. At all. I knew I was going to see it oh, anyway. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't know that the Statesman was going to be a thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that was like a little present to me. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I could have. Yeah, that was funny. I could have done with so much more culture clash shit. Yeah. You know, that's true. Um, that's cowboys true. with uh, English gentlemen. I could have had like eighteen more lines of, of <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I mean definitely. that that scene where Mark Strong's talking about the, uh, you know, it's whiskey without an e, and it's fuck it compared to scotch. Scotch is the shit. He blows up yeah. on him. It yeah. just felt like every Englishman in the world is like standing up and cheering whenever they hear yeah, that scene. Totally. <laughs> you know, like every yeah. Englishman wants to hear that shit, which is cool. You know, I mean he's kind of putting down American shit, but it's fine. You know, it's, it's still, it's, it's always cool to hear somebody else's perspective is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And they, they did a pretty good job for it. They could have, they could have milked a little more out of it for sure. I, I love that shit. I love culture class shit. Uh, so I, yeah, yeah I think that would have been <laughs> awesome, but yeah, uh, back to the topic, uh, electric lasso for sure. I like yeah. him. Like there's that shot again, very clearly done with slow motion, everything, through the lasso, the guy lights it up yeah. and then oh, uh, so maims the dude. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was awesome. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog agrees too. She agrees. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. Go ahead. Continue. Oh. Oh no. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. How does it stack up compared to the first one? Um. I. Yeah. Sorry. Um. I. I can't remember all of the first one, but I remember really liking it. I'm not a huge Sam Jackson fan these days, so he bugged me when I was watching it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just personal preference. Um, I think they're on par with one another. Um, I would say I think the first one had a little bit more compelling of a story just because it's kind of the origin story and it's, you know, that uh, uh, Exy entering the world of this like spy uh, brotherhood, this this secret society, which reminded me a lot of like Men in Black, um, yeah. in like a spy way. So I feel like, you know, I feel like they're both on par, but I guess I would prefer the first one if like it was if I had to, you know, if it's like a desert island film, you can get one or the other, right? Because um, I do remember thinking like the relationship scenes and in, in in part two were just kind of boring. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I was just, but, but maybe that's me. Maybe I'm just cold and heartless and whatever. But, <laughs> but I remember just being like, Oh, it seemed like, you know, just him entering into this new world was so much more exciting than the mundanity that he lives in and like balancing that out and his friends and stuff like that. Um, that stuff was okay. But I'm like, what really? Like if I was a spy dude, I'd be just living basically in this community of spies, you know, I wouldn't be in love with a Swedish princess so much as I'd probably be in love with another spy or something. So, right. 
I guess that kind of took me out of the little the the story they had and the world that they were setting up in the second one. But when all said and done, I don't think the first or the second are that much different or that the first one's that much better than the second one. So I think they're both good in the series. I could take a, a third one for sure. I could definitely take a third one. Um, but I do think this one had a bit of a uh, diminishing returns. Uh, I, I think that just the script was like, we've mentioned before script was a little bit sloppy. Um, yeah. It's some, there was like four scenes, like we said before. Uh, what else? Like the, also the thread, the, the, the plot, the subplot of him and his, girlfriend the swedish princess it almost kind of feels like that old uh story where you know can superman be superman and still be married to lois lane you know it's a little bit uh i just don't know if they should be writing women like that anymore for one you know yeah like i don't know if you can be a spy and be married to me you know yeah (laughs) come on man that's lame dude lame that's exactly my point super lame they turned her into that, which I give the writers of Arrow credit because they saw that and they like with Felicity. I don't yeah. know if you watched the show, but Felicity, like one of the first things they asked uh-huh. her is like, "You down?" It's like, it's like, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. You know, she's on board from day one, yeah. which is cool. And uh, but I just yeah, I just don't want to see that kind of scene, man. I know they want like tension in the relationship. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Could have done something else. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then. The first one, also what made it better to me was the storyline of that, like, what's his name? Eggsy comes from lower class and he's learning to be upper class and he doesn't know how he feels about it. And there's that just amazing scene where he's like with uh, Harry, he says, you know, to be noble means to just be better than your older self, not to be better than other people. Mm Mm-hmm. That scene, I think, kind of encap- encapsulates um, Eggsy's character arc in the first one. Yeah. You have a really uh, worthwhile and meaningful character arc. Yeah. Which I found very powerful and moving. This one, it just seemed like a bit lighter on that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Which is fine, but it's like, what, what, what are you trying to tell exactly? There, what what's the point of the story yeah you know, what, yeah but you know like i said before the action was amazing and the plot wasn't so bad that it i mean it was it was it was okay but it was yeah. definitely more of a mess yeah um this kind of bleeds over into overall thoughts uh what i mean do you have yeah. any other overall thoughts uh i mean uh, yeah uh <laughs> we kind of covered done? it huh yeah, I'm done. I'm done with that. Yeah. Um, what were my overall thoughts? Uh, I had one thought. I forgot what it was going to be. Shit. <laughs> That's okay. I guess not. I, 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 would, I would love to see a third one. They should get John Boyega in for a third one. Oh, yeah. Uh, somehow he'd be great. Um, damn it. I keep saying I'm a lot. Uh, <laughs> there was one other thing I wanted to say about it. <laughs> Fucking Kingsman um it was yeah it was it was enjoyable i had a lot of fun i guess maybe now that i've that now i listen you have that last diatribe i guess the first one is, is is a little bit better than the second one um but you know for spy shit and this wacky spy shit and matthew vaughn just doing his thing it's a treat 
to watch. It's a lot of fun, man. I mean, yeah. don't go in thinking it's going to change your life, but it's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and that's the thing too, is I, 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 I rant and rave a lot about like the quality of dialogue and like the quality of writing and like the presentation yeah. of certain things and like, don't waste time on blah, blah, blah. I have all these grapes. Um, and I feel like even though it's like a simplistic plot and there's not too much going on in depth of character in this one, it's still one of those movies like the a team that, that the stupidity of it or the simpleness of it is part of the artistic expression and not just a byproduct of it. Um, and, it, yeah, and, I, I think I know what you're saying. It, uh, yeah. To me, it almost, again, this is just me, um, you know, uh, speculating here, but I, I feel like this is a sequel. They probably rushed every fucking little thing about it. And Matthew yeah. Vaughn's in the middle of the storm, just trying to temper it and try to push out the best thing he can make. Yeah. But I, I think, again, I don't know. I didn't read much about the production of this movie, but it, it just watching the movie, it kind of felt like, maybe this guy was just trying to what do you call it yeah just basically make the best movie he can make knowing mm -hmm. that it might not it's gonna suffer what you know what a lot of articles are calling sequelitis it's yeah, gonna yeah. have a little bit of that but it seems like he he tempered a lot of that storm so i i think that's kind of cool if that did happen anyway yeah definitely his movies just are always so much fun to watch i'd watch he'd probably make a great movie about a pile of poo and you'd be like, huh, <laughs> that it would have fun. an amazing movement and action director. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I never thought about poop quite that way. <laughs> no, I, I pretty know. much, That's I pretty much said my my overall thoughts too. Um, again, this is almost kind of the same thing. But any final comments? Um, you recommend no. this movie? I do. I I would recommend um, Kingsman to to anybody who's into this type of movie, comic book, action, spy, or otherwise, it's a good time. And it's a lot, I reckon it's a lot better than other movies that get by on those same type of titles, i.e. John Wick, Kong, Fast and Furious, Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you know what? That's a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will not often... I will not often like a movie solely on action, like you said, John Wick or Transformers. Yeah. The action scenes are probably, they're great in those movies. But there's something about these movies that, while it is mainly about the action, yeah, they're still kind of better than those other movies. Yeah, it's got the heart, I think. Is yeah. The thing. It's definitely, yeah. though it's kind of a mess, It's it's got more heart than john wick does like it knows it's so silly too like it just knows what it is you yeah. know yeah the whole grinding scenes like it's yeah. it's equally gross but also kind of funny yeah uh, and i think grinding in the meat yeah and one thing i was thinking of while watching it again it comes back around to deadpool um oh yeah i you know you wouldn't you wouldn't have a movie quite like this where they're dropping so many f-bombs and have like all this crazy wacky action and inspector gadget style spy equipment and shit like right 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 you know it's just i i remember when deadpool came out i was kind of like yeah that was cool that was fun great x-men universe like i i felt like i felt like it's something that i had seen before in 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 a lot of ways but now with all these other movies coming out it's like whoa we're getting a ton of these movies we're getting a ton of these movies that these r-rated movies that we wouldn't otherwise see you know because the movie like uh league of extraordinary gentlemen for instance would probably benefit from the the r-rated post deadpool world than it did prior to that you know what i mean right 
it was it was just it could only be goofy because it had to appeal to younger more accessible audiences <laughs> yeah it's it's funny too because i mean kingsman could easily be pg-13 but they they get that r rating and then they get a little bit of added gore to it which to me kind of adds to it <laughs> I, yeah. I like seeing some of that gore honestly i think it's kind of oh cool. i love it yeah i love it <laughs> it, it definitely adds to action scenes it kind of amps it up so yeah uh, man fucking awesome um yeah that's pretty much my final comments as well i would definitely recommend it um don't expect too much out of it as far yeah. as story uh but if you want to see some of the best action this year definitely check it yeah, out definitely definitely yeah. That's basically it. We had one final talking point on this review, which is what movies would you like to see Vaughn do next based on his performance directing these two movies here? Yeah. Um, personally, I would love to see him just go back to the X-Men franchise uh -huh. and try and make some sense to of that. Yeah. Um, but also he's been rumored to want to do a Fantastic Four movie. Uh-huh. And we have that some would, other stuff about that later, about what he's going to do. Nice, cool. Um, that would be amazing. Anything at this point, anything superhero, I think if you threw an Evangelion movie at him somehow, oh. not, that, not that that would happen so much, but, you know, he's... Anything you could think of, he's got the chops for. I would watch a, a Matthew Vaughn, Dick Tracy film would be amazing. <laughs> You know? Oh man! Wow, uh, what a suggestion! I really think you could just like throw him at anything, and he'll make it uh, a good time. Yeah. Um, my pick, and I know this is typical of me, but I think that he would kill a Power Rangers movie. Oh yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. Turn it to yeah. a PT thirteen, make it a direct sequel, introduce the Green Ranger, follow that kind of plot line. Yeah. Um. Just the fact that he can do zany action and still be yeah. lighthearted about it, uh, yeah. and he's good with an ensemble cast. This is never going to happen, by the way. I'm just being <laughs> realistic, but yeah. uh, that would be amazing. I think he would be so good at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's he's. I don't know. It'd be cool to see him even do like a, a RoboCop or like a right. Yeah, you know, like a high sci-fi kind of thing. Um, I would give him any anime property too. It's like the way he handles all that movement. Yeah. Yeah. Castlevania or something, but you know, it's like, I, I'm trying to think of any films that he's made that have been like very dark. I don't think he's made anything that's been probably first class was maybe the darkest thing he's made. Uh, yeah. Say, yeah. You know? That was darkish. Yeah, for sure. Those scenes yeah. with Kevin Bacon were really dark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, get anything from the MCU, throw it at him. He'd be great to. He'd do a great Spider-Man movie. To be oh honest. yeah, that's dude. That's a good point. He would be yeah. really good at that. Really. Him and Tom Holland. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yes, yes. Yeah. That count again. Lighthearted, zany action. Yeah. Or you know, just again throwing it out there, just because it'd have to be the right character and the right story. But put him on a Star Wars project, man. Dude. <laughs> Again, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. You can <laughs> put this guy on anything. He's like the yeah. le he's like the least used, um, amazing director. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. He's just hopefully he's just getting started too. I mean, every film he's made is like really fun, watchable, right? right. Decent. You know, it's like you can't. His whole collection of films is just stellar. <laughs> Thank you.
time for the news, y'all. <laughs> okay, here we go. So I have constructed, I have gathered, put together a few <laughs> items, as I usually do for the news segment. And they are as follows. Just, uh, you know, connecting with the previous review of Kingsman 2. I did a, had a few uh, Kingsman items here. Kingsman 2 box office is pretty decent at $39 million. Um, wasn't like absolutely incredible or anything, but, uh, I think it was number one. Um, and I think maybe it dropped a three because Ninjago is at 21 million in the number two spot. I think, um, I don't know if you have anything to say about that. We can Never move on. underestimate the power of kids movies. Kids movies will fucking, uh, yeah, dude, don't, they don't underestimate cool. ever. They don't, they don't even have to be good because their parents are going to take themselves the kids probably the husband probably somebody else's kids dude boss baby made a shitload of money man oh man yep. can you believe that shit kids movies are king oh, God. but the thing is if we were kids that would be some shit that we'd see yeah because <laughs> we saw so much bullshit in the 90s yeah <laughs> okay Which let's go raises go. a whole other topic yes yeah, so maybe we should talk about that in another episode <laughs> Um, and then Matthew Vaughn spoke about um, possible ideas for Kingsman 3 to Cinema Blend. He says he has high hopes for the franchise, and he says, I think there's a story in my head which will be finished by the end of the next one. And then after that, then, of course, there could be a states there could be statesman movies. That's cool. Yeah. There could be a spinoff character films. The universe could continue with new agents, or, you know, Colin Firth could become Arthur or new yeah. characters could come in or new kids get trained. There's so many options, but I also think it's better not to be too greedy. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, dude, Statesman movies. I think we would all fucking totally see that shit. Yeah. And I was, I was half expecting in the, in Kingsman two for him to become like, for him to take that name, Arthur. I totally it forgot seems, about that shit, man. But yeah, that yeah. guy died. So it's, it's, that, that seems like something that's like gotta happen. Right. Yeah, that would be cool. I thought for sure that that would happen at the end. And what did they end up na naming him? I forgot. I don't think they even got that far. They had to do the wedding scene, which is like... Because they did Galahad, and then they're like, you got to stop being Galahad. Oh, Galahad Sr. Yeah, they, I they guess they didn't really do it. Yeah, that's that's funny. I was That would have been kind of a missed opportunity there, but maybe in a third one, that would be a good thing to have. I know this is like a dude thing to say, but I didn't really need the wedding scene either, but whatever. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, just kind of felt like that was <laughs> unnecessary. Um, <laughs> you got to entertain your date. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, it's fine. She was pretty hot, so whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, I guess that's it for Kingsman. Um, then we got Matthew Vaughn. Also has confirmed that he has indeed been talking about Man of Steel two with DC. And another thing I didn't write here, Stefan, but he said something about something to the effect that his would be a mo more of like a modern Donner film. Mm -hmm. He would he would still stick with that and that with that kind of overall vibe. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I feel like he could make sense of of that kind of thing. I feel like it's what he enjoys to do is kind of find how these characters fit in their own stories and how the stories and things fit around them. He is a good pick, man. I, yeah, I, he would be good. I'm really excited for him, for that news to happen and for those plans to come through. I think, 
I mean, can you imagine Kingsman style action, but with people flying around and laser beams and shit? <laughs> yeah. It right. would be yeah. awesome. It'd be nuts. It would be it would definitely be the shot in the ass that fucking DC needs. Dude, they would they should yeah. just let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Totally. Keep it lighthearted and him saying Donner. I mean, he he has to play within the sandbox they've created, but if they met, yeah. went more towards a Donner feel within the DCEU, yeah. That's kind of the right move, I think. Yeah, that would be really cool. Cavill's needed a good Superman movie really badly, so yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely does. <laughs> All right, so uh, the other thing that happened this week was the Punisher trailer dropped. Um, I want to go first here, but man, yeah. I fucking love this trailer, dude. I thought it yeah. was awesome. It's everything you want out of Punisher. It's fucking dark and brutal. And it's guns and fucking headshots. And on top of that, it's fucking cut to a Metallica song. Yeah. Fucking rule, dude. I played it like three times in a row. I I love this trailer. Yeah, definitely. I like it too. I, I've only seen it a couple times, I think. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. I'm like, I'm just kind of astounded that we have this Punisher show coming in kind of through the back door, you know, like I feel like they, you know, they tried to make the Thomas Jane movie almost a decade ago, probably a decade ago. Um, and it was just like, what, you know, like, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's cool to see that we're, it's like that hard nosed Punisher. It doesn't seem like they're pulling any punches as far as um, Marvel's television shows, the Netflix television shows are concerned. There seems like they're perfectly comfortable letting it be as violent as it needs to be um, in contrast to some of the other ones. Cause like the daredevils series was pretty violent Luke Cage is pretty violent, but in that comic booky kind of way. Yeah, um, yeah. This one looks like straight up Liam Neeson taking shit. Like, oh yeah, getting, people are getting iced out, man. Headshots, <laughs> man. There's that one thing where he's going through the. Uh, he's walking through the uh, area and he shoots him in yeah. the chest, and where he falls down because it gets the headshot just to make yeah. sure. I love how unstoppable he is, and how just like how much of a force of nature he is against all his enemies and stuff like that. Just a singular goal um, to avenge <laughs> yeah. his family. And like, you know, it's like, he's, he's really truly punishing the hell out of these bad guys. So it'll be cool. It'll be cool. I like that Deborah Ann Walls in it. She was in the daredevil series. She was like the secretary at the, Oh yeah. Family. Yeah. Yeah. They got to have some connection. I'm yeah. sure Claire, Claire's going to show up too. Yeah. And I really like her and I feel like, her character and his character were going to have a lot of really great chemistry together. Oh, the diner scene in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, she's yeah, really, yeah. she's really, you know, as much as she's been through, she's like a really hopeful kind of character. You know, she still has her humility, yeah. even though she's been around all these vigilantes and stuff. And he's the most extreme of them all. So it's like, you know, how does, maybe she keeps him grounded at a certain point or maybe possible she, you know maybe she's just on the verge of losing grip losing control and him doing something really terrible like that might be a a plot point in it you know like how far can he go to still be considered like a hero or whatever so it'll be it's gonna be badass man there's something about Bernthal's performance too. It kind of feels like he has a better berserker barrage than Hugh Jackman yeah. ever had. Like when yeah. he was going Wah! Yeah totally. fucking shooting at that that like concrete you, saying, you think he should be cast as the new wolverine no he's just stay as, <laughs> stay just as fucking uh punisher yeah, but, yeah. but there's something about like he portrays rage 
so yeah. well and it I works out so well that. with this character man it's yeah. i mean they cast this shit perfectly bro so he's a really good. he's a really powerful actor because i feel like initially when he first got on the scene i think walking dead is the first thing i saw him in maybe a couple movies but it was nothing that was a standout role was that yeah that and but i feel like he was in a couple of movies or something but you know wherever he was tv shows or whatever i always felt like this is the type of guy that they cast to play the asshole character the dick Uh you know like he's just always that guy and so i'm like of course i hate him because you just he's so good at making you hate him but this character really gives him so much dimension because he's he's one he's a really good actor two he understands like the emotional context of his character yeah um and three he's got that he's got that powerful like rage inside him he's got he can he can he can um emulate that that deep type of anger you know that he's just so believable in this role and you know right. thomas jane he was still even kind of too glossy like staring off into the sunset with his gun up next to his head or something you know like <laughs> yeah. still that old hollywood kind of thing and this is just so damn greasy and grimy that it seems like you know and the way he looks and his performance seems like somebody you would you would be running away from in like real life somewhere you know like <laughs> like i don't know if you're if you're some vigilante out there like he really comes across as a believable vigilante yeah it kind of it, it's like it's he's so violent he seems like almost like a bad guy and you're like should i be rooting for this guy yeah but then you realize the guys he's killing and shit so it you know that of course they're written to be super bad dudes so yeah. It just it just fulfills, I guess, bloodlust for the audience and just to see a dude go fucking off. It's dude, there's just something about that fucking trailer, dude. I love it. Yeah. I can't I cannot wait. Yeah, it, the, it's gonna be like mid October when it comes out. Yeah, what's that in the Metallica song they play? Is it it's one? So perfect. It's um Darkness imprisoning me. me. Yeah, I think it's for whom the bell tolls. No, 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 that's not it. Is it not? I oh. think it's one. I think it's Maybe, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then they make they match it to the like the machine gun firing. Yes, it is one. I just looked it up. Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah. My bad. That's cool. Yeah, I dude. Perfect song. It's funny too because Metallica used to be very picky about where they gave their songs to. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was that one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They gave their song to that movie, even though it was an indie movie. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks like a Hesher. Is it called Hesh? Oh, or some he- Hesher, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boring-ass movie. But they said, but Metallica said that Joseph Gordon-Levitt reminded them of Cliff, oh, the way funny. he acted in that movie. So they're like, yeah. here you go. You can have it for cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting how they, how they uh, you know, what they did with their music before and now but i i guess you know they're they're kind of coming back and 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 you know their music's never going to be like it used to be but it's cool that they give it to like cool shit like this yeah that's true i don't know (laughs) moving on to very related news here um jeff Loeb confirmed to movie pilot that punisher and micro will be willing about in the infamous battle van from the comics nice he said baby they, they travel around in the battle van in the comics, so it was important for us to do oh, our version of that. It's not the Batmobile, but it's definitely an iconic character that people know. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's, that's crazy and awesome. Yeah, so moving on to the next one. Is that pretty much it for the battle van and shit? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, dude, um, I can't wait. I'm going to be, I, this to me might be my most look forward to Netflix series other than stranger things. Uh, I gotta say, yeah, I gotta say. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, you know, especially since defenders was like not very, not watched as much as some of the other ones and iron fist got such a bad rap. Um, it'll be cool to see. It'll be nice to have a show that everybody's like, Oh shit, are you watching Punisher? Oh fuck. Fuck. Yeah. The one thing, side point, one thing I really like about shows lately is like how it kind of brings people together, you know? Right. It's awesome. And you it's just cool to have like a, a topic that's like sweeping the nation type of thing. Yeah. That. And then just being like, you know, just like, Oh, you're that motherfucker's cool. Cause we, you know, he, he, we both like this particular thing with this certain amount of detail and right. know why it's good, you know, like appreciate why it's good. But it's also like just, it's, there's some simplicity to it as well. Like, yeah. It's just it's a dude with a bunch of bullets and some anger. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much story. The no American, powers. the American dream, right there. Yeah, it, it's dark. <laughs> it's dark, brutal, simple. Uh, yeah. There's just something kind of attractive about that combination, you know. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, <laughs> another one. Another. We have two more left here uh there's going to be a three hour extended cut of superman this is a cut that actually only aired it aired on tv one time i think oh or not many times uh and it's getting a blu-ray release uh before the year ends i think i think it was october november but i can't remember and uh i'm definitely gonna get that i want to see that cut i do know that the the cut that um what's his name mario puzo the guy that wrote the first one yeah, he wrote, he wrote the Godfather. He yeah. uh, his first draft was like a 400 page script. Wow, and it was long as fuck. So what they did was turn they took the best parts of it and made the first one, but basically used all the unused parts for the second one. Oh wow, yeah. So it's kind of it kind of should be one movie. So to see this three hour extended cut might be the closest thing to what Puzo wanted. Uh huh. <laughs> So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. So, I mean, it's a long ass movie, but yeah, you know, I definitely go ahead. I I didn't, I didn't know that at all about, um, how long the original script was like when I first read this article headline, I was like, damn, I had no idea that there was that much Superman to make a a movie out of, you know? Um, so that's, that's exciting. I'm excited to fucking watch it. Yeah. He turned in some massive script and they were like, we can't, we can't do all this. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> do it. But they did do it eventually with two different movies. So yeah. Or that at least most of them. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. I, I'm, I'm going to buy that. I think that's cool. Um, and then the last one, I wanted to end on some star Wars news. I wish Maddie was here, but uh, anyway, last Jedi news, uh, Mark Hamill suggested that suggested a fan eager to see the latest trailer should Watch Monday Night Football on Monday, October 9th for no reason in particular, says uh, Mark Hamill. So uh, Star Wars Newsnet is reporting that we should all be waiting for that trailer to drop. It'll probably drop even earlier, honestly, online. I think, yeah. Probably noon that day, and then it'll be Monday. It'll be the day that will be at night. Yeah, dude, it's about time, man. We haven't seen anything in a while, I feel like. Yeah. They're they're timing it out. I feel like the hype machine is on like, you know, its first setting. 
as soon <laughs> as soon as that start as soon as that drops it's gonna like it's like engines yeah. engaged because you know? then after that it's only two two months until it's released so it's like fuck this is happening yeah man it's gonna be amazing i'm gonna have to find an american theater in vietnam somewhere it might have a worldwide release at the same time so you might be able you might be okay yeah, i wonder that's cool though man travels um, dare I say it? Travel's more important than movies, man. So yeah, um, it's more important for your life. Definitely. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't have much else to say about that. I, I mean, I, it's cool that Mark Hamill is kind of part of the hype machine, but I know he loves this shit too. And um, I'm fucking excited, man. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see the, maybe the darkest chapter in this new, the new trilogy. So it's gonna yeah. be pretty cool. There's a lot of room for for some new shit. You know, it's a good opportunity for new takes on things, shaking things up. You know, because I think one thing that seems kind of on the horizon with the Last Jedi is is one like people not wanting another kind of like rehash, reboot kind of feeling movie. But you know where where are we now with this story and what things have changed? And, you know, now that we've reintroduced characters and introduced new characters and gotten that out of the way, it seems like, okay, now you're deep, deep into this star Wars world again. Yeah. And hopefully it will, you know, hopefully it won't piss me off, but <laughs> seemingly no drama as far as production is concerned as well, which yeah. seems, seems to be kind of rare. So yeah. he has, he has that under his belt already, yeah. man. He said he doesn't want to do another one though apparently yeah it's probably a, it was probably just a massive massive undertaking and you know could explain some of the problems that colin trevorrow ran and up to you know it's like it, there's a possibility that a star wars movie is just too big for people who haven't made these types of movies you know i think um, also it's your creative part because i mean they're basically they're producer driven movies basically at this true, point yeah. i think yeah. you have very little say there i mean they're like marvel movies you know or marvel that's movies true. are like them so he might just want to be creative again. Yeah. No, I think you're, That's true. Uh, you know, it's like the star Wars formula is basically figured out. They just got to execute that formula cor correctly. Yeah. But, yeah, that's true. You know, so they just got to see that through, I guess. Yeah. I, the one thing that's bugging me about the latest star Wars hype are these porgs. <laughs> that doesn't really bother me that much. So. Like I'm sure they're going to be cute and everything and it's going to be fun and they're great, but I feel like, you know, there's so, it's such a sensational topic and on geek sites and stuff that I visit. I'm just like, all right, all right, like settle down. It's just but this reminds like, me you know? whenever BB-8 was released and everybody yeah, was like, exactly. what the beach ball? It's so stupid. And then the movie drops and everybody loves them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And not like, that easily they got all... one toy that year and just like yeah. Everybody loves the shit out of BB-8 now. I'm I'm far more excited to see the Praetorian guards than I am the fucking Porgs, that's for sure. Fuck yeah, man. They, dude. They look awesome, man. This is probably my favorite villain design in recent years. They're so sick. It's awesome. Yeah, they look fucking sweet. And I hope, hopefully they get a fucking sweet ass action scene. I can't wait to see. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, Praetorian guard cosplay and shit. That'll be awesome. Oh, dude! Oh, man! It, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I think that's gonna do it for the news segment and probably the end of this episode. Unless you got any uh, final shit. Um, I don't. Did you say you had a bold statement of sorts? Oh, yeah. All right. 
<laughs> you ready for this? Yeah. All right, let's cue that music. I'm going to say this the nicest possible way because often <laughs> the way you say something is the worst part about it. Yeah. I'm just going to say that I have had much more fun in the theater watching Kingsman than any Bond movie. I've never been a huge Bond fan to begin with. <laughs> I like Skyfall the most out of the uh, Daniel Craig ones. Mm-hmm. I didn't really even love fucking Casino Royale. I just thought it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. I, it was fine. I agree. Skyfall's really fun. It's kind of fun and cool. It's, so um even but, going back back in time, you know, there's like a few Bond movies that I really sit down and enjoy that I can count on one hand, you know. Yeah, and I think that for me the character's always been just a bit too old to relate to. Maybe when I get to be 50, I'll I'll uh, like like Bond more. It, sure. it's, he's just too I know he's like a badass and he moves really well and you know shoots guns and all that shit but for your pick of characters for your taste probably there's some there's so much more so many different yeah I just it, it feels a bit stiff I don't know I just I don't I've never been like so huge like I don't have to see a Bond movie that Thursday night of I'll see it maybe that Saturday or Sunday maybe or the next yeah. weekend I'm not I just, I just don't know I'm not a huge huge Bond fan so for my money let's say a Kingsman movie let's say King, Kingsman 3 and Bond the next Bond comes out on the same day uh-huh. same same weekend in two years or so right yeah let's just for example I'm going to be seeing, seeing Kingsman first yeah definitely that's just me <laughs> I, I love I love uh, Vaughn's action directing a whole lot more yeah, um, I have to agree. I think it's, I think it's awesome that Matthew Vaughn's kind of like taken Kingsman and used it as like, you know, he's kind of taking back the spy genre from, from Bond in a lot of ways. Because, for my taste, like the newer Bonds, the Daniel Craig Bonds are kind of bland. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, Did you, you know, like Skyfall I, the most though. Or what, you know, I've, I've, not, I've not actually seen Skyfall. Oh, dude, I. I if you have some time, I actually do recommend that one. Yeah, that one's okay. quite, quite I, I will. I will watch it. Um, I didn't like the second one like at all. Oh, what I was that one called? Oh, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Yeah, it's like a, it's forgettable. That's his, that's his worst one. That's Daniel Craig's Slash. worst one. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people are aware of that too. So it's no even no reason to talk about it. But but yeah, in terms of like spy stuff, the one thing I like about kingsman is that it it goes that wacky route of like wacky inventions and stuff like that like wacky yeah. gear um i really like that you know especially if you go back and watch like the first two spy kids movies you know where robert rodriguez is having fun with all those like gadgets and stuff not quite the same but but i've never, you know, I've never seen any of those actually oh they're okay the first one's really good um but you know for spy stuff any Nowadays, I guess maybe it, maybe it has says something about the idea of spies. Like, seems like really ridiculous by comparison. Where the movies that are like super goofy, they even have the moments in these ones where like the tabloids in Kingsman, like the tabloids are like the real stories uh-huh. of what's going on. You know, um, that's kind of indicative of the way these movies are. Maybe like real spy work is probably just really boring. Probably way less ch- car chases. Oh, dude! You know, sure. A lot, yeah. lot more tape recorders and heavy breathing, and like, yeah, leaving the country and shit. You know, like so. 
So for play on that fantasy of spy stuff, like Kingsman is far superior, I'd say, than the newer Bonds and and the handful of the older Bonds, definitely. Yeah, I just have a lot more fun with it. Um, I I, I that was my bold statement. I don't. Yeah, I, I knew that was probably going to be uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah. But if you put that on like a Facebook status where it's like Kingsman over Bond, people yeah. would be like, what? You know, like the what? the traditionalists and the. The 007 cultists would lynch you. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I, something about Bond's never like super relatable either. Like he was like, it's like so cool. Like I, it, I don't even know who he is. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they like. I feel like I know who Eggsy is. I know that kid. Yeah. I feel like our generation too is much more inclined to appreciate like the futuristic aspects of like spy stuff. Uh huh. It seems like the newer Bond movies, they, they have like those f- futuristic elements and technological things, but they're a lot more subtle and they're a lot more contemporary. Yeah, they you know? wanted to do that. It's a more realistic route. They didn't want to go hokey, which is fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember as a kid really liking the cartoon James Bond Jr. Oh, <laughs> I never like watched a, that. I did I did yeah. watch uh, Johnny Qu- the new adventures of Johnny Quest. Oh, I love me some Johnny Quest too. Um, but yeah, James Bond Jr. was cool because it had that futuristic element, you know, basically to sell toys, but it had like hovercrafts and jetpacks and <laughs> shit, you know, and it's just like, if, fucking, um, you're not, you're not going to see Daniel Craig with a jetpack firing guns at people, but there's a good chance you'd see Eggsy and Harry, um, these spy toys called, I think they were called spy tech or something. Yeah. It's like a mid to late nineties. We weren't even kind of like peripherals that you strap to yourself and shit. I had a few of those, man. I thought they were so cool. Yeah, they were, they're pretty cool. I always liked, um, action figures that incorporated some kind of like, like a lot of Batman action figures used to incorporate, like I had a car where you'd put the Batman, the Bruce Wayne figure and you'd pull the tail of the car Mm -hmm. and you'd have a Batman figure stashed in the front. So I just loved like, stealthy and i don't know this is kind of a tangent but like spy toys and things like that where they had different costumes or a mask or like watch him change or right, you right, know right. put him you know, like where you can that was always super fun and that would be fun if there were more spy shit like i'd i'd buy some fucking kingsman action figures that's for sure they probably well there's got to be funkos at least yeah, or like sideshow collectible or something like that. Yeah, there must be, man. Those suits are fucking great too, by the way. That orange suit in the, in yeah. the front, front of the store. Don't normally like cool. orange, but that's a fucking really good suit, man. Yeah, that's true. The fashion sense was pretty sharp. Dude, amazing. <laughs> and the whole like, looks like they're out of a bourbon commercial, uh, American, Americana, but yeah, like, like really oh, one thing done well night, like, like cool cowboy characters were... I thought, I thought that was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, that's true. I did like, you know, fucking whiskey was Oberon Martell from Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was tight. Um, and then, you know, miscellaneous comments here. Uh, one thing I noticed about fucking Jeff. Um, what's his last name? Jeff? The dude. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yeah. <laughs> no facial hair, which threw me the fuck well, off. No facial hair. And he's like. He must have dentures on the top of his mouth. He talks weird. He does. He talks kind of weird and like, uh, you know, maybe it's post. I mean, Iron Man came out years and years ago, so he's still like a little bit younger. Like he must be getting up there Um, because it it sure sounded like and it looked like, you know, that same kind of like jaw 
the the slack in the jaw <laughs> that that somebody who wears dentures might have and the way he's talking like you can see a little bit of teeth there but it didn't look like there's a whole lot going on that kind of took me back a little bit i was like damn he's he's probably getting up there a guy probably has some dentures and champagne shaky lisp kind of thing going on and i was like yeah he definitely know, it, talks it, it, like that yeah so uh, it was the first time you know maybe i, I haven't watched tron legacy in a while either but there's a lot of cg but you know it was the first time i was really kind of aware that you know, jeff bridges might be a lot older than i think slash might not have his top teeth or or bottom teeth <laughs> Dude, he's got some dentures at least. Yeah. 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 Got that was, buy a whole new set. I'm, that was shocking to me. All right, everybody. And that was Superhouse episode 89. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, do check out Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle, if you get a chance. Um, leave us some comments. Tell us, let us know what you think. Uh, we'll be posting plenty throughout the week on the Superhouse Facebook page, YouTube page and all other forms of social media that you could possibly get your hands on. Check out our shows on YouTube and stay tuned for more content. This is Stefan of the Superhouse Podcast signing off. Andrew signing off. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on we are basically on all social media <laughs> yeah, all social media mainly facebook and twitter and patreon check out the links in the description we have uh, a lot of uh cool goals uh set up on our patreon like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh give us a topic for us to talk about and that's we'll talk tough. about for maybe an hour or more who knows yeah. how long it'll take and that's pretty tight <laughs> That's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. If you and we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>